Welcome to this episode of Circle of Trades. I'm Tom Studer in studio today. Travis Waldstein, air surfing and air conditioning in Council Bluffs. How's everything going, sir? Staying busy? A little bit. I would guess that, well, as we're recording this, it's a bit of a cool down. Yeah. So you don't notice as many problems with your air conditioner when it's not as hot out. No, but, you know, the corn is starting to come. The corn's getting ready to tassel, which we all know the corn puts off the humidity. And since we got ready, it might be 76 degrees, but then it's 76% full of swamp ass, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we're going to call it for what it is. So you will sweat it off. So sweat into the oldies, as they say. <laughs> that that will happen. Any interesting news stories of stuff that you're running into out there right now? A lot of cottonwood. Uh, this time of year where when stuff breaks, it usually gets to be pretty major. And a lot of times it's due to lack of maintenance. You know, we talked about that here a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, condensate drain issues, compressors, fan motors. I mean, we haven't had a lot of run time, you know, because I mean, May and half of June was kind of halfway decent. But I'm guessing that July and August, we're going to get to a point here. We're going to probably have about six, eight weeks of, I think, probably really hot weather. And that's where, you know, you'll see your major breakdowns. So, you know, it happens, you know, I mean, we, we've, you know, we were busy May, May, April, May, and June, so it's been pretty consistent, but, uh, I don't think we've hit our peak yet. Now I'll probably be wrong, but you know, I, I gotta be a glass half full versus a glass half empty, you know, so. I uh, just, just fill the glass. Well, that's true. And, <laughs> and then drink it. It depends if we're talking water, we talk a bush light, we talk at Woodford with a little bit of splash of Pepsi or Coke or, you know, I mean. Everybody, you just drink the Woodford on the rocks. I mean, all that, that's a completely different podcast. Oh, uh, is it? Uh, we can talk about that one too sometimes. So. Well, the the idea behind this podcast initially was you wanted to raise awareness about uh, a lot of opportunities that are available, not just in in the HVAC industry, but across the trades as well. And that's one of the reasons why you brought the guest that you have in studio today. Yep, I brought in. Uh, like I said. Uh, I, I guess he's kind of like one of my other children, you know, hit, like a children from a different parent, you know, just got dropped on his head a couple times, but that's okay. Uh, Tyler Doremus, uh, I've known Tyler, well, probably since kindergarten, frankly. So uh, his mom and dad, or, you know, his both mom and dad have, you know, lived around here for a long time. He's a Lewis Central kid, you know, Gator fan, Husker fan. I, I get the Husker fan, your mom. I still don't understand the Gator fan. But go ahead, tell us a little bit about yourself, Tyler. Yeah, so I'll be a sophomore at UNL, and oh. um, I'm majoring in journalism with a focus on sports media. Really? Yeah. Well, welcome to the world, my man. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could have a little talk afterwards. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> so, but, you know, I mean, we talk about the trades, but, you know, a couple weeks ago, we, you know, I had someone in, and it'll play next week, talking about uh, – um, marking a little bit and you know this is you know Tyler is basically a year outside of high school so you know he, he get an opportunity to talk about his experience in high school with what he did you know why is he into you know journalism now and you know and kind of hear what uh, you know kind of hear from him what his thought process was going through high school and, and looking at different stuff I mean you know I like I said both hit both his parents hard work you know they're both hard working is mom known as mom forever great individual she is a Nebraska fan but that's the only fault I can find with her and I let her I I <laughs> give it I give it to her all the time but good family and just give a chance to tell his story a little bit so well, did you feel, uh, Travis, as you were going through high school, that uh, did you see, like, 
what uh, is is going on with with uh, HVAC and and everything or anything to do with the trades? Did you see that as an option for you, or did uh, did you feel like it was something that was just kind of closed off and not really there? So I wouldn't say necessarily like it was definitely an option. I wouldn't say necessarily like trade specific, but like I definitely thought of like being a firefighter for a while because my dad was like on a volunteer fire department for mm. most of my life and everything like that. So that was kind of an option. I was kind of looking into that for a while, got involved with a cadet program over in Carter Lake, kind of was doing some stuff there, but then got got a little more busy with like senior year school, stuff like that, kind of lost a little bit of interest. I was thinking of maybe military for a while, but nothing there really seemed to kind of click. And then it kind of went back to, I had a lot of friends who were like obviously going to college and stuff like that. And I was kind of thinking that was always still in the back of my mind. And I'm like, well, what am I really interested in doing? Like, what would I really, like, what would be like a dream job scenario? And then it went back to, oh, journalism, sports, all that. Because I played sports growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, play, did if, I mean, if it was around, I definitely tried to play it for sure. So just a lot of that. And then, like, it went back to, like, I would play video games or something like that. Like, I would commentate games or whatever <laughs> like that. Like, commentated on my own. And so I'm like, wow, you know, that sounds like a really good time. Right. Obviously, professionals have a lot of fun with it. So mm-hmm. kind of just was an easy decision to kind of go into that. Yeah, because you, play, you played golf in high school. Yeah. I, I knew, I knew yeah. that because I was, like, surprised you went out for golf. I said, well, because that was right after you got done with baseball. Did you still play baseball, or were you kind of done at that point? Yeah, so I played I played baseball up until my junior year, and then my senior year was all focused on golf because mm-hmm. it just – it was too hard to do both considering oh. it, it goes it goes right from golf and then I missed like two weeks of baseball finishing up the season. So it just made it a lot easier to just go straight into golf. Well here's the deal. You can play golf when you're old and decrepit like I am. And as much as like baseball, you know, me me going out for the fat man beer league is probably even out of the option at this point. <laughs> I, I would definitely pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> you you it's like wrapped with midget wrestling, you know, a few people like to see that as well. So Well, we have talked many times on this podcast about you, Travis, just want folks to have options and the young people to know that it is an option. It's not as if you're trying to get every single kid that comes out of high school to go into the trades. It's not that. It's just you want to be in the mix and want to be in the pool, and it sounds like this would be an example of that. Well, it, 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 exactly. You know, I knew, like I said, you know, I knew about the cadet stuff with, with Tyler, you know, Tyler. Growing up, I said, you know, he baseball, basketball did that stuff, but it's seen opportunity. I mean, my my youngest son Hunter was pretty good friends with him, and and my Hunter, you know, yeah, everybody knew that, you know, he worked for me, and you know, he'd wear his air serve stuff, but you know, it's all depends on what your friend group kind of is, what you want to do. You know, Hunter was more of a football wrestler; you were more baseball and golf and and some other stuff. But these kids go out and they hang around at their parents' house, you know, at their parents' house, or they come out to the shop, or you know. And you find out, hey, what am I, you know, what are my friends doing? I mean, one of his best friends is going to school to be a John Deere mechanic right now. So, I mean, so you've definitely seen some exposure. And with, you know, Hunter working for me, I mean, not that he's going to go hang sheet metal or anything tomorrow, but I think he knows it's a pretty dirty job. So, yeah. Well, it, going back to like the options thing, I think people knowing that they have options is better because it actually gives them something to think about. Mm. And, like, think about what they're actually interested in because a lot of people go to college and don't really know what they want to do. But I feel like if you think about, oh, trades, eh, you know, here or there, some of this stuff really interests you. But at least if you're thinking about it, it'll force you to think about if you do want to go to college, it'll force you to actually think about what you want to be in. And I think that 
is super beneficial overall. Did you take any, and I, and I know that, uh, and speaking with Lewis Central, I know Lewis Central's kind of, they just add an addition onto their trades program with the addition. Did you take any programs like, uh, um, you know, that I knew, I knew that they had where they're building trades class, what they built, and then they had uh, metals and some other stuff over at ISD. Did you have a chance to take any of them classes or did your mom take you, make you take all the college prep classes? No, well, a my mom kind of let me take the classes I wanted to. Okay. She was, um, I wasn't, I didn't really, I didn't take any of like the trades classes. I didn't really. That wasn't like my main focus in high school. I kind of wish I would have looking back on it, just so I could have gotten some of the experience that it does bring because it definitely looked really, really interesting. But yeah, I didn't really take any of those. So if your tire goes flat in your car, can you change it, or do you got to call somebody? I, I can do it. You yeah. can no, do it. Wait, I, I, it. I, I, I did take a home and car class. Okay, you did, he did take so, home and car care, so he so can we, we, we can do the very basic stuff. That's fine. <laughs> change it to oil? Yes. Oh, really? Well, I know the process. It may, it's a little more difficult having yeah. a place to do it. Yeah, yeah. The place to do it is really kind of the big thing. Yeah. But, but I, I do I do know the process on how yeah. to go through that. All right. Come out to the shop sometime at home, and you can get my creeper, and we'll just put it up on you know, Jackson. He can learn to do it. Do it like I did with Hunter when he was about 15. He says, you know what? You're going to own a vehicle. You're going to know how to change oil. You're going to know how to do this. And he's like, Dad, you suck. I'm like, listen, you're going to have to figure it out. Now he's out in Yuma, Arizona, and he's – I can't believe this guy doesn't know how to change his tire or do this or do that. Hunter's doing it like, oh, this is old hat. I'm like, yeah, five years ago, you thought it sucked. <laughs> well, I can, how I learned was I had to get my car into the ditch and then wheels on both sides. So I had space to get under. That's how I got, I didn't use a jack, no floor jack. This is how I was able to get under it. That's how I changed the oil in my car. Oh, well, that's that's hilarious. So, uh, of course, this is also the old days when it was the 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 paper can that had the spout that you had to jab at the top. Mm-hmm. I was still doing that. Oh, you're doing that. Also, yeah. oh, the old metal cans. Oh, yeah. So, so you said video games. Of course, we were talking about video games. The one time I had a video game that you know my father bought me a Nintendo like in 1994 or something, and I took it back to Walmart, got a Mossberg 500 shotgun, which I still own and still use. So, uh, which I'm proud of that statement, by the way. So, why did your dad think you wanted the Nintendo? I don't know. My father did not know me nearly as well as the rest of the family did. I, I just, video games to me are just, I don't know. Uh, to me, they're mind numbing. But, uh, so what's your favorite video game? Is like World of Warcraft? Is like Call of Duty? What, what kind of stuff do you do? I mostly played like just the sports games. Was never very good at like the call, like Call of Duty style games. Uh-huh. Uh, so I played a lot of like like NCAA fourteen. It's probably my favorite game of all time. Yeah, uh, just because it's yeah, it's is, just a great game. Isn't so. that the last time? Isn't that game like been around for ten years because of the name, image, and likeness and all the stuff we're dealing with now? Yeah, that's like that's my favorite part about the NIL stuff is that it's coming back. So I'm really really looking forward to that. Yeah. So well, there you go. So. But you you talk about uh, uh, journalism. You go going to college for that. You're going to UNO. Uh, so talk a little bit about what that experience has been like so far, and, and what you're looking to do. I mean, you, you're talking about that, and it sounds pretty exciting, actually. Yeah. So I went to Iowa Western my freshman year, just kind of get some gen ed credits out of the way and stuff like that, because it was a lot cheaper, obviously. And um, so didn't really do too much journalism there, just because I just kind of wanted to get most of my classes done and everything like that. But as far as UNO goes, I'm already kind of like I'm already in a lot of the journalism classes and everything for this first semester and really looking forward to it. I'm really excited. 
my kind of main goal would be to like broadcast. I really want to broadcast. And what what style of broadcasting? Because there's a lot of different. Yeah. Areas. So what, um, what are you thinking? I'm not. See, honestly, I don't know fully on. It's because I've just I just haven't had enough exposure with mm-hmm. broadcasting and everything like that. But broadcasting is definitely something I really want to do. Baseball would be preferred because baseball has been my my entire life. Right. So mm-hmm. definitely interested in that. But. I, I but you've been enough around sport. I think there's a lot of different avenues. Baseball yeah. is a no brainer for you. You know, basketball, yeah, even fo- even football. Though I question your choice of teams, but that shocks you like no other. Especially with that Saint shirt on, but at least it doesn't say Kansas City. So I guess we're all right. I didn't even look. <laughs> He's a Falcons fan, by the way. Wow, oh, you no. brought a Saints a fan minute. into this studio. Wait a minute, what are oh, we doing right uh, now? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. The Packers are better than both of them. So, you know. Derek Carr's going to lead us to the Super Bowl. I'm not even worried about it. Uh, okay. Well, just, um, you know, all, all of those tips I said I was going to give you? Yeah, forget it. Yeah. I can show you where the door is. <laughs> okay. The Falcons aren't number one on my hate list right now, so that's fine. Who's that? Who's oh, it, Tampa. Oh, Tampa Bay. Well, Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. As a, as a Saints fan, the Falcons yeah. are not number one. Well, on I mean, it's, it's more of a, I just don't like Tampa Bay because Tom Brady went there. So that's, well, kind of, that's that, over that, it, though. It, it is, but still, the, the, um, the scars are still there. So I'm a little. <laughs> yeah. We can talk Tom Brady and scars uh, from <laughs> oh, football. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. He's got the yeah. ultimate yeah. scar. Yeah, he really, really 20, does. 28 to 3. 28 to 3. Yep, 28 to 3. Yep. And uh, lose the game in overtime. Yeah, that yeah, is, that is a tough one. Yeah, um, that's a tough one. And that's a lot, you know, it's kind of sounds a lot like a Vikings fan, the life of a Falcons fan, or Green Bay the last 10 years in the NFC title game. So, yeah, that's not been very, very kind of you. Let's see. The Falcons beat the Vikings in the NFC title game. They beat the Packers in the NFC title game. So. And, then, and they lost both Super Bowls. So. And the Saints yeah, are undefeated. True. Saints have a 1,000 winning percentage in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah so. well, you know, b- Bounty Gate. So, yeah. No, no. <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. So, so besides uh, journalism and, and going to school for it, obviously you're trying to figure some stuff out. Uh, what else you like to do for activities? Yeah, I mean, golf is – just the absolute best. I mean, it's. I spend a lot of time doing it because you can do it with a group of friends, do it by yourself, and it's literally like it's it's the best of both. Mm-hmm. I mean, just being just being outside in general is just really kind of the best part about it. Honestly, mm-hmm. you play good, you play bad. Who cares? Yeah. So golf golf's a good time. Um, then just hanging out with friends, stuff like that. I mean. We really don't plan too much out before, in, like in advance or anything like that. If if you knew his friends, this surprises like nobody else. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we plan nothing. We head over to someone's house, we hang out, and then we figure out what the activity of the night is. Yeah. And then we, we, I was over at his uh, one of his friends' Fourth of July party the other day, and I, it had been a while since I since I'd seen. I'll, I'll leave the person nameless, and he was actually growing a beard, and I go. Hey, 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 Blake! It looks like you actually reached puberty. I go, what's this? <laughs> I love how you said you wouldn't name names and then immediately name drop. <laughs> yeah, his parents will probably never forgive me for that. That's, that's okay. So let's go back to high school for a little bit. I know it's not, it hasn't been that far from you. You know, you talked about um, a little bit about what you're supposed to. You know. Were you know you talked about you know a little bit of exposure to it was was the schools were they pushing just four year I mean I've seen some stuff now like when Hunt, my youngest went to the military they kind of pushed that a little bit 
what I mean, what do you what did you see in high school as far as different options? You know, as far as they talking to kids and saying, "Hey, there's different opportunities." What kind of stuff do you see? What do you remember that maybe sticks out? One thing I will say, Elsie did a really good job of presenting all options because I feel like they always had military recruiters in. They always had like college fairs. They always had trade fairs, everything like that. Obviously they had the partnership with Iowa Western um, for like trade classes there and everything like that. So I will say Elsie did a really good job of making all options available. So as far as like, like I talked, like I said, I talked to military recruiters, nothing really clicked there. Uh, went to a couple of trade fairs, just kind of like checked it out. You know, I mean, it's, it's right there. You may as well. I mean, there's, nothing else to do really so then they got college fair stuff like that there's they they definitely let it know that there was definitely options out there so 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 you are starting to see some change there to where um you know they're saying hey there is other stuff it's not just go to school or go get a job so definitely open um with the trade fairs was you said nothing really kind of stuck out for say you know um, was there, you know, was there anything, you know, with any of these fairs or anything that they could have maybe brought in that you would have loved to seen as a student as far as, you know, going to like the trade fairs or the college fairs, besides short of going to and, and tour and all of them, uh, is there stuff that they could have brought in for, for you guys to see or take a look at? I wouldn't say there's anything that they could have brought in because it's not like, it's not like welding where you like, you just bring like a, like a welding set in and like weld something in in a high school gym you can't really do that so i don't really know if there's much specifically that you, they could have brought in and it was the same i mean the same thing with like colleges though it's not like they can bring a whole like building mm-hmm. and show it off or whatever like that like you kind of have to experience it on your own you can't really necessarily experience it at a trade fair it's more just to like open your mind Mm-hmm. To different things and then that's when you go in and you kind of figure out what you actually want to do within that sort of thing okay so that's yeah no that make that totally makes sense so obviously you, you're 19 or you're 20 now you're just you're 19 right yeah 19 okay so if you're going back and you're talking to the 15 year old tyler doremus and you know where you're at today what what would you tell the 15 year old tyler doremus as far as looking four years down the road, knowing what you know now, what what would you what would you what would you tell the fifteen year old Tyler? Honestly, I would just say figure out what you kind of want to do by your junior year, because by senior year was kind of when I was like not necessarily scrambling to figure it out, but it was more of like I'm kind of just like in a rush and like need to actually get stuff done. So I'd probably say like figure it out by like middle of junior year ish. Like let yourself let yourself be a kid through freshman and sophomore year. Just kind of. Think about it, but don't actively necessarily pursue it. I mean, I guess that varies by field, but don't don't like go hard nose and think you have to have everything ready by the start of your junior year. But definitely by like the middle to end of that, kind of have it all sort of like planned out, figured out, whatever. I mean, obviously plans are subject to change, but I would definitely say kind of get it done earlier because, like I said, senior year I was kind of like I said not in a rush, but just like I really need to hammer this out because i kind of waited until senior year to kind of get everything figured out you sound like you're quite a bit more organized than a lot of people because yeah. yeah at 18 18 years old let's see i was worried about beer babes beer oh, i guess i did have to work to be able to afford all that stuff so <laughs> that's why i joined the navy but uh, um okay last question for you i guess last question comment 
Todd, Bob, want to get into broadcasting? You want and you want to be you want to be the next Bob Costas or Kevin Kugler, or, you know Todd Studer. You that know, was sweet. Thank yeah, you. They, hey, you know anything to do to help. So, <laughs> is there anybody's? You know, you know, obviously you got your play by play guy, and then you got your color guy. Do you what? A two questions. Where who's someone you emulate in that position, or do you really look up to? And number two. Do you see yourself more as the play-by-play guy or a color guy as you get more, you know, get, get more into it? Um, so as far as people who I kind of like want to emulate, um, so I'm a big Yankees fan. So like the uh, like Michael K, broadcaster for the Yankees, and then uh, Ryan Rucco, he does um, part-time stuff with the Yankees and he does stuff with the Nets too, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so I l- really like those two guys. They're both uh, play-by-play. Um, as far as can I, do I see myself as play-by-play or color? Um, it kind of depends on the sport itself because, especially with baseball, there's a lot of, like, psychological stuff that you have to get, like, it's like it's a very, like, mental game. And so I feel like color commentary is a little hard for someone who hasn't played at such a high level. Like, there's so many MLB booths that have a former player in it who do color, and that's because they've been in that position. Like, they've been in that position their entire career. So they kind of know, like a pitcher, like David Cohn for the like announcing for the Yankees. Like he knows what a pitcher's thinking. He knows, okay, what pitch, what what sort of situation right there. So he knows kind of where that mindset's at, and that's something that necessarily like a person like me who hasn't played at that high level just can't you, you, can't you, comprehend it. You can't comprehend it at that level, yeah, so, right? So in other words, you're you're not gonna be Ron Santos, what you're talking. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, it, rest it's, his soul. So. Yeah, well, and, and and Tyler, you're exactly right because I'm, I'm thinking back to I was still in my 20s and I'm doing a baseball game and I've got a guy there doing color with me that used to pitch for the Hawkeyes and we're doing a high school game and you know in high school they, how many balls do the umps have? Not very many. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. It's it's not as it, it's not the six right. dozen that they well, go to right. Major yeah, League yeah. Game. You're not you're not throwing one in the dirt. Right. And so he's, he's throwing got, it out. So he's got maybe three. Right. On his bag there, and that's about what he's got. And the uh, the pitcher for whatever team we were covering, he uh, asked for a different ball. So he gets the ball that he wants, and uh, the next pitch is fouled off. And, and the, the guy that was was covering the game is Alan DeBolt, which, by the way, he also he now runs the Iowa High School Sports Network. But he was doing the game with me, and he said, "Boy, I used to hate that. I'd get the ball that I wanted, and then it's just gone. Now I'm right back to the old junk ball because it's not as if we're getting <laughs> right. a brand new ball yeah. back." And I thought I would have never thought of that. Yeah, you know, because yeah. yes, I played baseball in high school a little, but I didn't have the kind of knowledge that somebody who just lived and breathed it. Did. Right. So. Yeah. That type of thing, you're spot on that in order to be able to do that job successfully, you really need the experience behind it of having played yeah. it. So you can understand what it is that the players are going through. Right, exactly. And, and, that, and that's not to say that you can't have color guys who didn't play like some sport at a high level who still can't do a very good job. There's plenty of them. But having that like real life experience and being in that moment definitely helps for color for sure. But yeah, play-by-play is awesome because I feel like a lot of times, and I'm not like necessarily calling out any specific like group of people, but I feel like games sometimes turn into podcasts on their own with oh, like yeah. within within the broadcast booth, and it kind of just takes you out of that moment. Mm-hmm. And so having a good like play-by-play guy, being able to like have side conversations, but also be able to 
turn it back when that next bitch is coming, yeah. I think is really, really important. And Well, you know where this came up is this year with everybody having the pitch clock back. Yeah. That's where it's really became, you had the color guy, you know, you, the color guy, you got to sit there and cover, go on for two minutes about right. something yeah. back in 1984, you know, because you got a 20 second pitch clock. So if you got a story, you have to get, you got to get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have any fat on that story. It's got to be. Boom, boom, boom. It's down. a little easier when you're talking about a television broadcast because you still got the video that's helping right, you with that, yeah. but on a radio broadcast. Yeah, radio. Well, I feel, I feel like radio does a lot better because they know that they can't, mm-hmm. they can't like right. get sidetracked or anything like that. But I know TV has that problem a lot for sure. Well, well the cool part with radio, and I, when I, I grew up in Northwest Iowa, as everybody knows, you know, in the fall, you know, listen, not at that time, not every Iowa game was on for football or for baseball or whatever. And so you'd be, uh, you'd be out in the fields on a tractor or combine or at work or whatever. And listen, the, the play by play guy was the guy that gave you the visual that you could imagine in your field of whether it's Kinnick or you're down at Lincoln or wherever it is you want to be, you know, and like this, this spring, I li- I've listened to a lot of Iowa Hawkeye baseball. I know it's shocking, but you know, but, but I, but I mean, in all seriousness though, if you got a good color guy, you know, you you don't have to watch the game to understand what's going. On. You can you know you can see. And you can go watch the highlights. Oh, that was the play he was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually kind of more fun to listen to the game, and then go back and maybe see the replay or the highlights earlier. It's like, oh, okay, totally make you know totally makes sense. But I mean, if the picture's good, you can see that pretty good. So, so. Yeah, now, well, there's a the biggest key, and we just hijacked this podcast into something completely different. It's but, okay. Uh, the the biggest key to a color guy, and having come from the play by play side, is knowing when to shut up, because if there's a play going on, and you have a microphone in front of you, you want to be able to say something. The uh, color commentator needs to be quiet while that's happening. Otherwise, it's nothing but distracting while the play-by-play person is trying to do their job. So, having said that, if you if you're doing any color, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, know, definitely that, know when to. That's that's the key. Yeah, what I've told sure. everybody when the first time that I sat down and worked with them is, if the ball is in motion, I've got it. Once the play stops and I stop talking, you've got it, and you have it until it's time for the next play, regardless of what the sport is. And some move very move a lot faster than others. You know, volleyball is very, very quick. So, you know, if somebody's doing color, and I've used uh, color guys on that before, they have to be in and out very quickly. Baseball, different story. Right. It's a lot slower of a game. Mm-hmm. So one other question I got to think about, and, of course, this going back to the whole farming stuff. So, you know, if you're working for, let's say, a rural radio station, you're a play-by-play play guy, but you might be spinning the FM tunes or, you know, you might have to do the mar- the noon market. So you're going to be able to do do the noon market report? I think with enough practice, I might be able to get it down, but I don't, I, I definitely know I couldn't go do that today. It's It's written down. <laughs> it could be nothing to you. You can sound like the expert. Oh yeah, I I know. I I had to do that once, and I still to this day have no idea what I said. But it was I was just reading it, and and I'd heard enough other people to understand. You know, June corn up a quarter and about seven whatever it was. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was that I was saying, but uh, yeah, that was 
I think that was during my KMA days. Yeah, you're gonna think they're gonna think you're the farm expert. You'd be like, I don't know a damn thing. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what any of these words mean. I'm just reading. <laughs> Maybe if I could get you to read the metal pricing for the day, you know, from Lakeside Auto Recyclers. You know, hey, metals update. Travis can take scrap the town. There you go. <laughs> so. Tyler, I, I do appreciate you coming in today. Absolutely. Um, you know, wish you luck at UNO. Thank o- you. Hopefully may, someday you'll decide you like a real college, but that's okay. So if you don't, um, and uh, yeah, good luck to you. And if you ever decide you do want to get in, want to get dirty and get into the trades, we can find a spot for you. So Sounds good. It's going to have to be later because I need help. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. All right, then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Circle of Trades. We'll be back again next week with another episode. So until then, take care.